You are now listening to The Gradient Radio, an open space to converse about creativity with creatives. And I am your host, Antonio Knox. And today, we have a special guest. Today, our guest is a multimedia creative powerhouse who is also a Emmy-nominated digital producer. Today, our guest is Victoria. Thank you. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm happy to be here. Honored to be here. Thank you for having me. For sure. Thank you um, for taking the time out on this uh, Friday evening. Um, So for the people who may not know who Victoria is, could you introduce yourself? Yeah. I'm a 29-year-old digital producer is my professional title, my day job. Um, But I mainly do produce... Uh, But just like you said, I I consider myself a multimedia creative powerhouse because I love to create. Um, Ever since I was a child, I was either writing music, writing scripts, writing books, whatever I could write, um, recording music, film, video, like all of that. So I've touched a little bit of everything. I've done a little bit of everything. So and the powerhouse part is just like it's hard to shut me down, like. Once I get going, it's hard to stop me, you know. Yeah. So how did you eventually get to the place that you're at now? What was your journey? I mean, I went to uh, Virginia State University, graduated in 2017. And uh, I originally went to college with no idea. Um, I, I always knew that I wanted to be in television, film, movies, and things like that, but when you go through school, you're kind of told you need to go to college and get a job that's going to make some money. So I was already like in high school thinking, OK, what do I need to major in that's going to make money? I wasn't thinking about how can I take my creative talents and go further. And there wasn't I'm an only child, which I know you are as well. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't. Um, there wasn't a lot of people around me to first to like push me or kind of direct me into which way to go so I originally went to Virginia State as a business major and I actually thought I was going to direct adult films like that's what I originally like that's what I was saying as I was going into college like I'm going to be a business entrepreneur and then I'm just going to my business is going to be adult film and first semester was like nothing but math classes and I did not consider that I I suck at math so I was like I got to get out of here and um, my second semester, I was like, all right, well, what else can I do that makes money? So I, um, I became an education major. I was like, I'll just teach. At least I know like my loans will be covered if I go down that route. And that first semester, they were like, we're going to be going into children's classrooms and like assisting. That was the first semester, you know, and I was shook. I was like, I cannot go around little kids like looking like this, like covered in tattoos, looking like, you know, like I knew there would be questions because I'm a masculine presented female, you know, and it, just, it was nerve wracking at that time. It was like 20, 2011, 2012, like at this time. So I'm like, at that point, I was like, are right, you really need to sit down and think about like what it is that you want to do? You know that you love to create, you know, you want to be in television and film. Why don't you just go do that? And, the, and I realized the only thing stopping me was the money and not knowing what to do once I get that degree. Like, there's no there's no direction, you know. There's 
you can't go on necessarily at that time. You couldn't go on Indeed.com and just find a job for producing or directing or anything like that. And in Richmond, it wasn't like that. You would have to be somewhere else like New York or Atlanta, you know. So I was like, forget it. I'm going to just do it, you know. So I went to school for mass comm at the time when, when I sat down and like really decided which direction I wanted to go. At the time, I was like working at Walmart, and um, I was having to pay. I was I was taking out loans and stuff like that. And it's just me and my mom at the time. My father passed away one week before I started high school, so that was just devastating. And we had to move and all sorts of stuff. So again, like wasn't a lot of help or direction as to like what to do and how to figure it out. So once I finally figured it out on my own, um, at the same time I had got a job at a bank. And they were telling me, right right when I started MassCom, they were telling me it will be full-time, you're going to make this amount of money, you just got to do training for five weeks, and, um, you know, you're good. And I still had two weeks left in the semester. So I went to my professors and I said, hey, I got this really good job opportunity, and I want to take it. Can you work with me for these last two weeks so I can finish, you know, my semester? And one professor said yes, but the other professor, I had her for three courses, and she was like, if you don't come to any of these courses for the next two weeks, then I'm failing you. And I still tried. Like, I still tried to turn in my work. We had, like, a, a, um, a stand-up presentation, like a group presentation. I filmed my presentation at home and then sent it in with my group and was like, when it's our time, play this. And they called me afterwards. And they was like, as soon as we put it on, she told us to cut it off and sit down, you know. And she failed me. And I lost my financial aid and I had to sit out um, from Virginia State for a whole year because you have to write a letter of appeal to get back in. You got to explain why you failed your courses and da, 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 da. And I and I can't say it was a spiteful teacher. Whose fault is it? Who knows? But, you know, at that time, whatever. So I took that year off, came back, had to take all the courses all over again with new teachers and go through my four years towards the end of my like my senior year as I'm. uh you know, uh, getting ready to leave. I'm going, you know, checking all my courses, making sure it's time for me to graduate. And some more stuff happened. Long story short, it took me like seven years to get out of school. Long story short. And in the end, I was like going, paying out of pocket one class at a time, like one semester at a time, like just trying to get out of there. Finally get out there. Everybody that I went to school with is gone now. All the people that I went in with, they're gone now, you know. So I fell into a huge depression when I graduated. I was like, what do I, I, all my biggest fears, what am I gonna do now? I got this degree in mass comm. I don't know anybody, nobody, I didn't make any friends. I was so like, it was so hard just to like work and go to school. Like I wasn't able to participate in clubs and, and make those connections and things like that. So I had to utilize what I had, which was like the traditional route of I think I, my senior year, one of my professors was my old drama teacher. And I just by way of the universe, I went up to him. I was like, hey, I remember you used to be my drama teacher in middle school. And he offered me a job on the spot. Like he talked to me a little bit. And he's like, OK, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, man, I really want to, you know, get into film and television production. And he offered me a production job at his church. And um, it was just once a week, you know, everything like that. But. From there, I was able to put that on my resume and move forward. And then, um, I don't know if you know Trayvon Facey? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Um, he went to Virginia State, and while he was there, he shot a video for Trey Songs. So I sent my resume to him. He had came to do a talk, sent my resume to him. 
and he introduced me to Tim Reed, um, producer and director, um, played right on Sister Sister, Tim Reed. He's here in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and I interned with him for a couple summers. And again, something to put on my resume. So it was like a matter of just like, just being in the right place at the right time, talking to the right people, and just taking the traditional route, just step by step. It took a while to get here. (laughs) And it was slow, but I I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, episode last season, we talked about the, how some people go the, go the traditional route and how some people go the non-traditional route yeah but you know your journey is your journey it's not supposed to look like the other person's journey yeah um yeah and and obviously like along the way things happen Mm -hmm. um things obstacles um obstacles come in front of you but you have to find a way to get around them and and most of the time if you are persistent enough you'll Mm -hmm. find your way um yes around them Yes. Um, but also, like, there was, like, some luck, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Divine intervention or some sort. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's 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 a great journey, and I'm sure, like, somebody will take something from that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it, it, I think it's, you know, sometimes it's, like, when you are talking about your life, yeah. it's just different, yeah. like, speaking about it because, like, you have emotions attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and for me, like, like when I was... The reason healing exists yeah. was because like the passing of my aunt, mm. and so like towards the end of that, um, I came to that conclusion of like why the film existed. Mm. So it was like my um, healing process. So like that's why the film is called like mm-hmm. healing, mm-hmm. and in the process mm-hmm. of like creating that, I mm-hmm. didn't like connect that, but like you yes. know having those like Q and As really got me to that mm-hmm. conclusion and yeah. you know constantly like speaking about it speaking about yeah. it speaking about it yes um consistency ex- yeah <laughs> exactly made yeah. me much more comfortable but also i gained an awareness yeah. for that um yeah. and, and so sort of like i know there will be like many people who yeah. will go through like many things in their lives yeah. and you know having the ability to speak it because mm-hmm. you know it's different like i said like it's different from like living it mm-hmm. and then like actually speaking it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah okay so after going through what the seven years graduating mm-hmm. um <laughs> getting your your degree mm-hmm. um how did you end up where you are today <sighs> After I graduated, I, I so I was I fell into this depression. I was really upset, you know, just looking around at everybody having gone further and they're getting opportunities and what have you. Um, and at the time, I was I was living with my girlfriend. She, um, I had just moved her here from Texas, and once I moved her here, she told me that she actually didn't have a college degree, didn't have a high school diploma, didn't even have a driver's license. And here I am, just finished college, thinking I'm like, we're about to have a future together. And I've moved her here and I'm not making any money, no job. She's working as a waitress, making like bringing home like thousands of dollars a week in tips. And it just plummeted me. And I I just kept applying to jobs regardless. Like eventually I got a call back from a local station. It was like six months after graduation. I got a call from a local news station and um, I went in for the interview. And honestly, they asked me like two questions. Like, do you really live 15 minutes away from here? I was like, yeah. 
And did you really intern with Tim Reed? I was like, yeah. They're like, okay, well, job's yours. And the job was master control operator, um, which I just basically, during the live news broadcast, I would work the soundboard and control the mics while they're doing the broadcast. I was in charge of mics and um, loading commercials and doing commercial breaks for, for the channel. And it was 3 a.m. to 10 a.m. And it was $9 an hour. And literally, if I didn't come to work, then that channel would not go on air. Like, my job was very important, but it just didn't pay anything. And I was like, all right. But the guy told me, he was like, this is just a foot in the door. Like, For sure. You know, and again, just divine, like, timing. And, like, I felt like because I always knew what I wanted to do, and I just always, like, I once I made that decision, okay, mass comm. And I, from there, I was like, okay, like, I just got to make sure everything I'm doing, I'm focusing on that goal. And I felt like the universe brought these people into, you know, I didn't know my professor was going to be my old drama teacher, you know, and, and all these things. Like, when I ran into Trayvon, he was also getting his hair cut at my barbershop, you know, like, these things are happening for me. And so uh, I got the job and I did that for a year. Um, and then at the, the, the job I'm at now as a digital producer, I first applied to be an uh, intern. Um, crazy Again, crazy story with that. Uh, I used to play women's professional football for three years. It's real football. It's not the lingerie league. We, we put on pads and helmets. We're out there breaking bones, and some people leave in an ambulance. You know, like, it's real deal. Um, and I was out there playing, and a, a reporter came to do a story on us. Um, another, like, young woman, black woman, and um, she's sitting down talking to us. And I'm like, where do you work? You know, where, where do you, who are you reporting for? She tells me where she's working. And I was like, well, I work over at this local station. And, um, you know, I'm really interested in that, you know. And she's like, well, you should apply to the internship. So I sent my resume in. And uh, the HR called me. And they're like, all right. The job was, um, they had a job opening for a master control operator. So I was like, I'm oh, sorry, what I'm doing. So I was like, I'll just go do it over here now. So um, I sent my resume in. They call. I go in. We talk, whatever. Uh, after we talked, she called me. She's like, you know, after talking to you, I understand you did MCO over there, but it seems like you want to do more. You want to create. You want to produce. You want to do more. And I was like, I, I do. She's like, well, let's let's get you over into our digital department and see if you could be a digital producer instead of you continuing to do the MCO thing. I was like, for sure. Like, it was just an internship, but it was a paid internship nonetheless. And I was continuing to work at the local station as well. So uh, while I did the internship, so I did the internship for about three months as a digital producer, just they would just have me like take old videos and cut them up to make them look good for Instagram or old TV shows that they had. This this station had been on air since like the 70s. Mm -hmm. So they had really old TV shows. <laughs> so, you know, did that. And um, I just continued to show them like while I was there, I knew it was an internship. I knew I wanted to be full time. I knew I wanted to be a producer. So. No matter what they asked me to do, I was a yes man. I was like, I didn't care. Like, I was like, yeah, you want me to do that? Even if it was impossible, I would figure it out. I had to learn things like how to uh, live stream through, you know, an encoder and a tear deck and all these things I didn't know, you know, like I had to teach myself because I couldn't be an intern and say, I don't know how to do this, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. And this whole thing, this whole process has been self-taught learning. Like, even to say I'm a producer now, you were just saying that yeah. you just did your first, like, producer gig. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's official because, like, when I became a producer, there was nobody to tell me that. I kind of, like, woke up one morning and was like, dude, I think you're a producer now. Like, because <laughs> you're doing stuff that's, like, producer and, like, 
okay and so you know and <laughs> even now like i'm still learning yeah, yeah. like i'm still learning it's a learning experience like yeah. it's just it, there is no real official definition for producer you sure. can be a creative producer you can be a a clothing producer you can be a any type of producer really if you're producing something yeah then you're a producer exactly you know yeah. and so that's kind of how i got to this point and the more I started working with people, honestly, this company that I'm working for, they changed my life. They did because I wouldn't have had the networking opportunities, the connections, any of that, even though it's a predominantly white owned company and there are not a lot of black people there. It, I, it's ironic that I'm even there and that they gave me a chance. But. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have you have you taken the time to. I mean, outside of this time right now, have you taken the time to look at like how certain things led to like other things? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm very spiritual. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't want to get in here and just start, you know, yeah. <laughs> but my spiritual journey started officially, I think, like I've always been into astrology and anybody who knows me as long as they know, they'll tell you that. But I didn't actually like start going hard until 2020. That's when I started writing down everything, manifesting tarot readings. Um, wishing on the moon like when I really started going hard and and that's when I saw it like that's when like I could go back and 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 other people have been here and talked about this I could go back and read these things that I wanted for myself and it, it was even down to like word for word me saying I want to make this amount of money as my salary and then six months later I'm getting a call your salary is now this amount of money and I'm going back like yo that's what the that's what I wrote down like <laughs> Or like in, in anything, I think any any connections I make, the people that come into my life, they're there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's that's how this how I got here. It wasn't because I. It, it, they say it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes, technically it was who I knew, but I didn't know I knew these people or I, that I had these opportunities here. Like yeah. I just knew what I wanted to do. I knew that I had a purpose to create. That's what I've been doing all my life, and I I knew and. Once I got into spirituality and really starting to like learn about myself and my natal chart and understanding who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing, because the natal chart tells you that it tells you what your purpose is, it tells you where, where you need to be focusing your energy and where you're wasting your time. Once I learned that it was game changer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think from like hearing your story, um, it seems like your your mouth wasn't closed like they say a closed mouth don't get mm -hmm, fed and mm -hmm. like you, it seemed like you yeah. spoke up for like the things that you wanted yeah and it, it just happened yeah you a part of it is believing you have to believe in yourself it's hard man people tell you hear it all the time man just believe it you gotta see it to believe it you gotta <laughs> write it down and people hear it over and over again it sounds it's like, so it's so cliche but it's, it's like, true but bruh, it's just so like, true yeah you literally just have to see it and be to believe it like you just gotta envision it yeah and the rest is is there yeah yeah I, i'm definitely believing that like so much more now because like before i would just i believe if i was consistent with something like mm -hmm. I, it would just kind of like happen mm -hmm. but like as of recently within like the last couple couple months mm -hmm. i started to like write things down mm -hmm. and really be specific about mm -hmm. like the things that i wanted to happen mm -hmm. um and like some some of the smaller things that I, I wanted to happen like has happened to a T. Mm -hmm. Like once I wrote it down, mm -hmm. and it's just like, mm -hmm. it's just so crazy. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. And so I I also wrote like larger things that like 
I believe can happen. Mm-hmm. But if like someone else, someone else was to see it, they wouldn't yeah. possibly think it would be tangible fine. enough. That's fine. And so like I, I look at it like almost like I read it like almost every night, every yeah. morning. Yes. And um, it's just I'm 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 grateful for for where I'm at now, but I'm also looking forward to like. Yeah the future as well yeah and the idea that you kind of knowing that you kind of have the power it's so in much. your hands so much you don't have to sit around and hope and wait and just uh, hopefully somebody you can ask for it yeah you can ask for it and then you can continue to believe in it you mm-hmm. can continue to everything you do needs to be motivated towards that goal every little thing and, and i always say it doesn't matter what you do uh, you know how small of it a little you know if you're working a full-time job and you only got an hour a day to put into this goal that hour after a week is going to be seven hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like every little bit. And sometimes something you started a year ago mm-hmm. and it could have just been a seed then. Yeah. The universe starts moving things in place a year later. You're like, ah, did I meet that person six months ago? Because they were supposed to, you know, it's like, oh, it's coming together. It's coming together. Imagine if society as a whole taught us this way. And when we talk about traditional, non-traditional, conventional, non-conventional, the con- the traditional conventional thing is math, science, English, history, mm-hmm. grade school, college. Yeah. Imagine if we were taught to to follow our dreams. To you know, I when it took me so long. Yeah, I was, was going to ask that. Yeah. If I knew, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know to dream. I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't understand that if I dream it and you know, yeah. imagine if 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 people knew that. Mm-hmm. That you have the power. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. Do you think your trajectory would have been vastly different if you would have known this, like when you first? Yes, absolutely. And and we talked about this visual narrator. Your first episode. Yeah. There was so many things that visual narrator was saying that I connected with. She had worked in a bank for five years, quit to follow her dreams. I worked at a bank for five years and then quit to follow my dreams. And and. I remember her saying like how how quickly it, it went when she left the job and then she got on the plane and went and then da 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 Yeah. I graduated college and fell into a deep depression. You know, I was like, God, you know, like imagine, Victoria, if you had just believed in yourself, if you just had the confidence and there was somebody there to tell you, no, you've got it, you can do it. I remember in high school, I started a YouTube channel and it had got up to 2,000 subscribers. That was in high school. Had I known. That's what, crazy. You would have been out of here. You'd have been out of here right now. You wouldn't be here right now. But I didn't know. Once I got to college, I was like, oh, screw YouTube. I, I got to get focused now. I got to do the traditional conventional route. Like, crazy. That's crazy. What was the, what was it about? At the time, <laughs> <laughs> this is high school. So this is like between 06 and 10. Obviously, you were a totally different person at that point. Actually, I was saying I, I've been this way okay. since high school. Um yeah, it was about at the time people were you could respond to people's videos on YouTube. Oh, really? You could do responses like literally like go to their video and say I want to respond and do a video response and people could see your video response. Go to your page and watch your video. Okay. So I would just respond to people's videos depending on what they're talking about and it would be topics about like LGBT community. People were just on there talking about being lesbians and being gay and so I would just do responses and then people started watching my responses. Then I started doing my own videos, making my own topics. I was doing dancing videos before there was a tiktok you know we was doing all that back then and it just got it got i mean i remember people were even recognizing me when i would go out and i'm like really? wow yeah but i didn't know i didn't know i didn't understand back then i was just i was just having fun there was no pressure i just made that up in the top of my head like oh, i'm gonna just do some videos <laughs> i didn't have no plan like yeah i mean that's amazing you're, you're 
I'm learning so much <laughs> about you as a person and like the type of journey you've had to yeah. get into like where you are now. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. I would have never imagined you had a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I knew. I think one time you posted when you was. Uh, I think the season was starting for the football league. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Oh, I posted a video. Yeah. It was yeah. like a travel vlog or some shit? I, I don't... I don't I, it was a story. Oh, okay. You okay, posted okay. something in the story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think like this... this yeah. People are going to definitely know you a lot more <laughs> now. Maybe, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, like, you, you definitely um, seven years of college. <laughs> um, Man, it's tough. I mean, you, do you think about that number too? Like seven years. Oh, like as a, it doesn't mean something. Yeah. No. Yeah. I and and another thing is like, and no shade on my HBCU, no shade on my HBCU, especially right now. Virginia State's doing big things. They the curric uh, the 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 campus itself. No slander. For sure. But when I went, we were underfunded. We did not have the resources. We didn't have the staff. My professor was also my advisor. So if they're teaching classes all day, how can they also be... Advising. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that was literally the nightmare, you know. To me, it was a nightmare. And I'm looking around at all these other people like, am I missing something? People are getting in and out of here in four years. People are, you know, and I'm like, is it is it the program? Is it me? Am I doing... And who knows? Like, I don't know, but like... No, I, I've spent so much time being upset and angry. And I was like, I was mad at that professor who failed me and was like, I don't, she literally told me, I'm not kidding you, Max. When I went to her and said, I, I just need you to hang with me for two more weeks. She said, you getting that full-time job is a personal problem. We are not a private institution. We don't have to accommodate you in any way. You made that decision to get a full-time job while you were a full-time student. So you figure it out. Literally said, black woman, a black woman, a black professor. I'm like... And you held me back. And basically, like, this held my life back for a whole year. I had to write a letter of appeal to get back and then start all over again. No, I don't look at that seven years as a magical number. Look at it as, like, God. But let the message stand. Like, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Sure. Because a lot of people, the statistics say you drop out of school, you don't go back. Uh That was hard in itself to, like, continue to motivate myself, like, and believe that this piece of paper in mass comm, I, that I was really going to do something. And and honestly, did I need that in today's society? I don't necessarily need that mass comm degree to be successful, to make money, to be a creator. I don't need that degree. But in my mind, I thought I did. I thought this is the this is what I have to do. I have to go to school. I have to get a degree. I have to do this. This is how it has to go. Like I. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's someone else's dream of like how it's supposed to go. It's, right. it's not for like everybody. It wasn't for your life. You're right. As it well. doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for everybody. No. Yeah. And I wish I knew that. Mm. <laughs> so I read a book about LeBron James uh, last year, and, and he, like every opportunity he had, he was able to leverage it to get mm. to like one place to the next. Mm. Right. And it seems like your life, you. In many ways, you kind of like leverage each situation to get higher and higher and higher. That's what this is a climb, <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. yeah. So, with your current position now, where do you potentially think your life could be led to, or what do you, you know? I know my purpose next? in life is to to lead, to be a leader of some sort, whether that's a director, producer. Um, you know, 
within this company, I want I, I want them to I want to produce my own show. They have the funds to do it. They've got the resources. I would like to be able to do that. Or I mean, necessarily I don't even need them. I could do it myself. I want to be able to be in a position where I can make my own stuff and do my own thing. That's ultimately my goal. I have my own production company now where mm-hmm. I produce and do things on the side and it's great. But it's not as, you know, lucrative, of course. It's like this. It's not lucrative now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, ultimately, I just want to be in a position where I can lead, where I can help others. I love helping others and being around other creatives and being inspired and and collaborating. And whatever I do, I want to do that. Whenever I can, I want to reach out and help somebody because I know how hard it was for me. And I know that there weren't these people like me. There was nobody I could reach out to and be like, yo, come with me and let's go shoot this. Let's let's go. There was none of that. None of that. You know, so it's just like, I know there's other people out there like me too. Like me too. Like just like somebody throw me a rope. Like, yeah. Now I I think, you know, since we've been, uh, since we met each other about like what, three, Mm -hmm. three, four years, Mm -hmm. um, you've been uh, incredibly helpful during like the project that we do um, (laughs) with our brew sessions. um, Being my, uh, first real producer in a sense um, and it's fun it's crazy to hear you know like i remember coming in yeah on that project they mm-hmm. threw that to me mm-hmm. that wasn't my project the person who was on it she got a way better job opportunity in texas and was like and like literally imagine a stack of papers for that project just being left on my desk when i come in mm-hmm. and they're like it's yours now you go figure it out I remember calling her. She was very short on the phone. Like, I was like, the owner of the business, I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. And I don't know anything. Just figure. And she's like, ah, just stay on them. Just stay on them. Keep calling them. And I remember coming to see y'all. Y'all were looking at me like, who is this person <laughs> that's coming in here trying to run stuff? I'm like, look, this is just. It. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. It's different, man. Just hearing it is weird. But I appreciate your kind words. For sure. I do. No, nah, I mean, I, I definitely see you hustling. Like, you, you definitely, for, you know, someone who didn't, like, necessarily start in the industry mm-hmm. and definitely had, like, um, I don't want to say, like, experience because obviously you have the experience, mm-hmm. but, like, um, just, just finding your way and mm-hmm. in this position and, you know, you just going head first mm-hmm. in it. And, like, from my perspective, I think, it like, you've been doing, like, extraordinarily great. Thank you. Extraordinary great. Um, Thank you. So I, I definitely want to say I appreciate you oh, in, in that sense. Thank you. Um, I think you're great. <laughs> it's cool. I'm cool. It's, it's fine. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely I, I enjoy our talks too. Um, the, the talks that we have like yeah. on uh, like Instagram from yeah. time to time is. Coastar tells me to talk to you. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Remember I said it, one day it was like meditate with Knox. I was like, well, that might be fun. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty because like only only one person has like told me that. So like a a woman that I used to date, mm. and she would she would be like big on Coastar, so mm-hmm. she would hit me up when Coastar mm-hmm. told her to. I mean, obviously, we she would like we would talk mostly like all all the time, but like <laughs> when it came up in CoStar, she would specifically reach make out. a point to like yeah. reach out. Um, so like that's 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 pretty interesting yeah. that you said that 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 instantly reminded me. Yeah. Of her. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, you spoke about like in the beginning how you know 
there were creative things that you wanted to do. Well, there were creative things that you were doing, like writing scripts, mm-hmm. um, writing music, mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, where did that like spawn from? Because when I was younger, I wasn't thinking about like doing any, any of that type of things, any of that type of stuff. I didn't even know that stuff existed. Like, what gave you the presence presence of mind to be doing? things such yeah. as that at that age and maybe that's what set me apart number one i'm an only child mm-hmm. when i was young my, my dad died right before i went to high school but before that my, my dad died in a free accident and the only reason he didn't survive is because he was an alcoholic and his organs were failing while i was growing up my parents were off and on because my father was an alcoholic he was in the military u.s air force and you know how that goes when you leave the military da, da, da. so as a child, I had to find my, you know, my dad's not always around. My mom would work late. She would drop me off at my grandmother's house. And I, I, I probably was like nine, ten. And I had a laptop. I would be in my grandma's house playing beats on the laptop, writing out lyrics, like recording my, I, nothing that you can actually utilize, use. But like, this is just, I've always been a creative person always wanting to create music or write or that's always been who I am like if I wasn't doing that I would buy like stacks of those miniature composition notebooks from Mm -hmm. the Dollar Tree and each night I would just make up a story from front to back to fill the notebook and next night do another one next night do another one after that I'd have like three inch three inch binders full of loose leaf paper where I would just write poems write stories write short stories write lyrics whatever when my dad saw that I was so creative, he started having his friend. His friend had like a mobile studio. He would come and set up the studio at the house. And he would like, he, my dad would be like, I want you to hear yourself. I want you to get better. So his friend would come and record me. I used to pass my little demo out at school, you know. Aaron Brown, who was on, on uh, Brewer Sessions, me and him went to middle school together. We were rapping then together. We were like, let's get in the talent show and let's do a rap battle. And we, we were backstage rehearsing our freestyles together <laughs> before we went out there. And it was it was won by crowd participation. And if my dad wasn't there, I wouldn't have won. My dad said, oh, he's doing the, the dog whistle, you know. And it's like, my dad was really supportive. And my they my family saw, like, sh- I was the only child. And so that's my, my outlet was my creativity. And no matter what I could do, I always wanted to create. And I kept doing music. Even now, I still do music, like, just as a hobby. I don't want to be a rapper, like, and I don't promote that. But, like, that's just a part of who I am. There's times I have a studio at home. There's times where I just wake up and I want to record a song. And I don't care if nobody hears it or not. But that's just an outlet for me. It's just finding those creative outlets is what it's always been a part of who I am. Like, Yeah. I think you got a, a, a ill quotable use, like, my outlet was my creativity. Yes. That's, that's, that's such a powerful thing because I know, like, for me, that's my form of expression. Mm-hmm. When I didn't have the words mm-hmm. or when I couldn't find the words mm-hmm. to, or when I didn't have the courage enough to speak, mm-hmm. I was able to express myself through my creativity through, yes. like, many different ways and different yes. many different mediums. Yes. And I think that's why, like, I'm so good at things because, like, at a younger age, mm-hmm. being by yourself, you don't have anyone to talk to. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. how can I express myself? Mm-hmm. And it was like through creativity and that was my outlet and so like for you to say that that was like a powerful thing it was that literally that's all i did was write and and then when i got to high school i was uh they had a mass comm program in high school and it was three levels and if you got to the third level senior year you could be host of the morning show and when I got to high school, I, I was really good at public speaking. My mom said I was really good at public speaking. I had did like some like 
like public speaking gigs within like middle school. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go for it. So I took the MassCom program in high school. Got to the third level. By the third level, I was hosting the mm. announcements every morning, like uh, the show. And like that was that like I again, like all along it was there. And I just fought it for so long because I didn't believe that I could really go somewhere and do something with this. I kept for some reason the world made me believe like there's no money in this. You got to be famous. You got to be somebody. You got to get discovered. You got to be like, you know, mm. I was thinking that. And I just... Yeah, I I should have I should have stuck with it. I'm st- and I'm still a creative now. For I'm sure. I'm falling yeah. into it now. I'm stepping into my purpose now. But it's always been here. Yeah. yeah. What does your chart tell you about yourself? Definitely that I'm a writer. Definitely that I'm a creator. I'm a Leo. So I mean, we are naturally creative. We're naturally children at heart. You know, um, love to play. You know, and just but also we're natural leaders. Barack Obama. Um, He's Tom Leo. Brady. I, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, these people are natural leaders, natural people who, you know, go into success is natural for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that studying myself, I'm like, okay, so I know I already have these traits about me. Like these are already a part of who I am. I just have to step into my purpose and believe it. And once I do that, other people start noticing, like you telling me that I'm doing, I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but all right, cool. But as I started to step into my career and start to step in my purpose and I'm starting to accept it, when I started to wake up and say, no, you are a producer, you are a producer. You can say that even though nobody else is telling you that my job won't even tell me that. (laughs) But like, you know, once I started to step into it, that's when other people start coming to me and be like, yo, I saw what you did over here. Can you, you know, look out on this or, you know, you want to work on this? Like just now, like that's just starting to happen. Now I've been in this job, this digital producer job for three, almost four years now. So like just now. And that's because, like I said, I've only been on my spiritual journey two years. Mm -hmm. So once I started to accept and like understand and like see what I look at other people, other Leos, you know, I'm like, what did, how did Barack get here? How did Tom Brady do this? It's like, a lot of times this is like, we all have natural traits. Like we all have natural gifts, all of us. We all can be creative in some way, shape or form. Like it's just knowing what your, what your gift is. Yeah. 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 How do you affirm yourself nowadays? How do I affirm myself? Affirm yourself. Do you give yourself affirmations? I write. I write a lot because I beat myself up a lot. I'm my own worst enemy. I say that all the time. I don't I don't give myself the pats on back that I deserve. I don't encourage myself like I should. I I rely on other people's acknowledgement, other people's recognition to validate myself, which and but I'm conscious of it. So like whenever I'm whenever I'm feeling down or I'm second guessing myself, I just write like what I've done thus far, you know, like just don't forget that like you are an Emmy nominated producer. You you did, you know, do this. You did do this, da, 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 you know, and, and when I go back and look at my journal and see the things that I've done and set out, that helps to remind me like, no, you you have done things. And you said this during I think Alex's uh interview. It's like you told her, like, no, you have done things. Yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like you have. Yeah. But just go back and look. Like, a lot of times us as creatives, we put our, you know, we get our mind involved in so many different things. Or here, there, we want to touch everything and do everything. And you kind of lose track of, like, what you've done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you turn around and be like, ah, look what I've done. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 Honestly, I, I think I'm like one of those people I haven't like necessarily like looked at like how much stuff I've done mm-hmm. so far. You should. I just like I just do. I just like do do do. <laughs> I just do. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I think like I will like 
when I'm 70, 80, maybe. Somebody will do it for you. Somebody will <laughs> come back to you and be like, here's everything you did. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. Any, any, anything is yeah. possible. Um, but, like, I mean, that's real. Like, we should definitely take some time to, to look at the things that mm-hmm. we've, we've done, especially as people who create, mm-hmm. but also, like, create for, like, other people and mm-hmm. give back to other people and how that affects people. Um yeah, I I think I might take some time. Like, uh, I may I may I may take some time. I'm not gonna say when. I'm gonna take some time and like really think about that. Do you um, practice gratitude? Yeah, from time to time. I want. I, I don't want to say I do it all the time. Okay. But like, I I do. Okay. Like it sometimes it just like hits me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm super grateful to mm-hmm. kind of like be in a position where I'm at now because mm-hmm. I've I, I remember I've almost been a full time entrepreneur for like five years. Mm. But, like, before this, I was like, man, I, I, I want to be in this position. I want to be in this position. I mm-hmm. want to be in this position. And um, to be in this position now, like, I, I'm super grateful. Like, I've said, like, every now and then. Um, but I'm just, like, grateful for just life yeah. in particular. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm super grateful to be able to walk. Yeah. Like I'm super grateful to be able to drive. Like sometimes I'll be driving I'm like, man, like this is such this is such a blessing, bro. Like <laughs> this is such a blessing it hits like you sometimes. Yeah. I'm 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 super like grateful yeah. to to be able to fall asleep when I want to fall asleep. Yeah. Like like that's yeah. like these the small things, like the yeah. super small things I I, I really like yeah. super aware of because when you don't have that time, when you don't have like that freedom in a sense to be able to, to like do these things, yeah. mm-hmm. then it's like it's, it's vastly different and so like i'm just super appreciative of like those small things and obviously that's not to say like i'm not grateful for like the big things that happen in my life mm-hmm. um but like the, the the small things that have happened i'm like i'm super grateful for them like you just have no idea yeah. um for sure um yeah no i i definitely like sometimes i i, I like i have like a manifestation hour and like okay. how i, I kind of like <laughs> try to manifest the things that i want to happen in my my life because honestly like like I said, like five years ago, I've almost been an entrepreneur for like almost five years. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like in Brewer's Cafe, like the first one. And I was just like working like in his zone. And then two o'clock would come and that's when I would have to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I would be such in the zone that I, I, I hate when I'm in the zone and I have to like come out of that mm-hmm. as a creative person. Mm-hmm. And People don't understand. It is so hard to pull away and then you have to jump back into it. You can't. It's, I can't. No. I, I can never jump back in like no. after I finish like the, the the work. And I remember like being like in the zone working and um, having to leave mm-hmm. to go to work. And that feeling. And that feeling. I'm like, yo, bro, like I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this because I, I wanted to like express myself mm-hmm. in that moment, mm-hmm. and because I wasn't like necessarily like using my words to mm-hmm. express myself, mm-hmm. this was it. And yeah. to be taken away from that, like, is it was, it was like a daunting feeling. So like, when I wanted to be in this position, when I said I wanted to be in this position, and, and eventually happened. Mm-hmm. Like that just made me like so much more grateful for it, mm-hmm. but also it put things into perspective. Like it put things into perspective for me to think if I wanted this mm-hmm. and it happened, what else can I, mm-hmm. you know, make happen mm-hmm. too at the same time? And so like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, game changer. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because I, I, I thought like this would happen. I remember the first time I said I wanted to be like a, a full time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and at the time I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, I wasn't ready for it. But like seven years from this, I, I remember like from the first time I said it until like the time it actually came into fruition was like seven years mm. there's like a whole oh, seven. seven it was it was i i, I, I don't know if like this is a magical number or whatever be. but like i i just knew like it took seven years after yeah. i looked back at it i was like man like from the time that i said it to the time that it happened it was like seven years yeah. and i was like man like i hope i hope the other stuff don't take like seven years and obviously like things happen when it's supposed to happen right 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 but like Mm -hmm. if if i knew at that time that it was going to take seven years i think my perspective of it would have been like vastly different but since like (laughs) i just put my head down and just like did the work you know the time passes like Mm -hmm. that's why when people Mm -hmm. tell me they want to start anything in life they want to do something and they see they see like the whole Mm -hmm. picture i tell them i'm like yo just put your head down Put your head down and just like do the work. That's the true. time will go by. That's like, true. like I'm 30 now. Yeah, you're about to turn 30. Yeah. Well, not about to, but you turn 30. Yeah. Um, what? August. Yeah. In August. Yeah. And so, we just know time will go by. It does go by quickly. Yeah. And then when I think about it, like that's kind of how it was. Like I didn't want to take this this nine dollar an hour job at this local news station, working 3 a.m. to 10 a.m. But I put my I I I did it. Mm-hmm. I put my head down and I did the work. Like I knew, like the bigger picture. Like I, I could always see the bigger picture of like, man, this is gonna get you here, and that's gonna get you here, and da 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 da. Don't stop. Keep going. Yeah. Like, and synchronicities. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to stress this. Like yeah. when you start seeing the same people or the same things happening, or like how I watch Visual Narrator and there was a synchronicity of it. I'm like, yo. Those are the the green flags of like you're on the right path, you're going the right direction, you're doing. When you start seeing things sinking up and things repeating themselves and vents and running into the same people, like that's how you know, like all right, I'm in the right place. I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and that's that's what I relied on. Like things would just these things would just keep happening. Like like wow, like my teacher from middle school is now my professor what that's crazy you know and it just kept those things kept happening i i relied on that like faith you know it's hard but i think because i i was an only child and i spent so much time alone when you spend so much time alone you just you're here it's different yeah you're here Mm -hmm. and you're just yeah yeah, have a lot of time to think. Yeah. Have a whole lot of time to think. A lot of time to think about a lot of different things, to see things that other people aren't seeing when you're just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Um, so I would like for you to speak affirmations, right? Um, this is the time that, like, I give people the, the space okay. to be able to speak the things that they want for themselves Mm. in the future Mm. wow I intend to be a very successful and well known producer I intend to produce and direct for television film I intend to write for television and film. 
I intend to inspire others, help others achieve their goals, and help others that look like me reach success. Um, yeah. That was powerful. <laughs> so, also, <laughs> what would you leave for the person who is on their journey right now? Um, looking for some type of inspiration and uh, what would you say to them? I would say um, and we talked about this I think my biggest message is it does not it should not matter what you look like color uh, orientation it, sh it should be about what you bring to the table your skill set your character what you can do so focus on your skill set, focus on uh, perfecting your craft, and no matter what, always, in some way, shape, or form, be working towards perfecting your craft. Um, do not be afraid to, to network, to put yourself out there. Always be genuine, always be yourself, because people will respect that, and people will be able to feel that and notice that. And, and like I said, just let me be a living testimony that I work at a, a, at a corporation at a at a I, I don't even know how to say this, but it's, we talked about this. I, I'm not somebody you would see in this place. But I told myself that tattoos and being black and being a masculine presenting lesbian aren't going to hold me back. These And they didn't because they're not for what? What does I have to do with anything? Nothing at all it has nothing to do with anything. Focus on your craft, perfect your craft, see it to believe it, believe in yourself, affirm these things, set your intentions. It's not I wanna, it's not what I wish I could, it's I intend to, I affirm, speak it out loud, write, write it down, write it down. I don't care if you're writing once a month, just write something down and, and, and let let the universe do the rest. Hey, I love your passion. I love your passion. You've been passionate this whole interview. I love your passion. Um, passion is tatted on my chest. Really? The word, yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you live in it. You're 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 the personification of the uh, word passion. Man, this I tell you, this is gonna be tough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Knox. Nah, for sure. I appreciate you. Thank you uh, for taking the time. Um, blessing us with gems um, telling us your story yeah. um super super grateful for sure i'm grateful as well thank you for sure um that is victoria my name is antonio knox and this was the gradient radio <laughs>